Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to episode one of the Steal a Moment podcast with me, Michael Lebois. Today, we will talk to Lindsay Manfredi author of the book Unfuckwithable, A Guide to Inspired Badassery, as well as the bassist and songwriter of the band Cold. She's been with the band since 2014, and they released an album in 2019 called The Things We Can't Stop. They also released a new single just last week called Check Please. You can pick up both of those on Spotify and Apple Music or wherever you stream or purchase your music from. With that being said, please welcome Lindsay Manfredi. And if we could, steal a moment. Great. I'm good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you could join me. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> Thank you for being patient. Of course, it's the least I could do. I mean, <clears throat> if you're not flexible in this world anymore, you kind of just put yourself in a position where you're never going to get anything done. So, it's uh, it's really nice to be able to at least have the flexibility to do stuff like this now. And you know, I. I'm kind of hoping that I can continue this post-pandemic and make the time and effort that I can I have now with no commute and no issues like that to kind of make this a lot easier for me. So, what do you do during the day? Uh, I am a uh, traffic coordinator for Comcast, Directv, and Dish. So I put commercials on TV uh, and schedule them and make sure that they run properly. Oh, cool! Yeah, that seems fun. Yeah, and you can do that from home, right? Yeah, so I've been lucky enough to maintain my job and, and have it this whole time. And uh, my this is actually my girlfriend's awesome apartment with her super sweet Marvel poster right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's also able to work from home. So we've been very fortunate in this time frame to still have an income and allow me to be able to do things like this, which is fantastic. Nice. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, so we've actually already started. I started recording right when we get into it because this is more of a conversation. It's not really a, like an interview. Right. It's more free form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I finished your book last night and I love it. And it's up there now with um, Unfuck Yourself and Stop mm-hmm. Doing That Shit and The Nerdist Way, mm-hmm. which were the three other, you know, I, I don't like calling them self-help books, but like life improvement books that I've read. Yeah, I call them personal development. That's really what I've been trying to kind of go for. (laughs) That works works really well. I like that, personal development. But uh, there are so many things in this book I wish I had three years ago when I started therapy, when I really needed it. Um, 
and it sort of intensified and locked in those pieces of things that I've been working on over the last few years, um, including like stop lying to myself and, and more, more in terms of like keeping myself as the blockade of preventing me from doing all the things I love to do. Tell me what were some of the steps that you came through in this to kind of help you fin a finish the book and b like the insights you're giving because everything in here everybody needs to know in my opinion <laughs> well i'll be honest like i was going through a really rough time i had gone through a breakup and i was just in a nasty stupid abusive relationship which i think a lot of people do and i was in, i was like in this great spot where i was working with with cold and I was living with Scooter and I just didn't want anyone to fuck with me anymore. Like I was finally, everything I'd ever worked towards was, was happening and I couldn't let anybody bring me down and I wasn't happy. And I had to like, look at myself and like ask myself those hard questions. Like, what do you truly love? Like, what do you want to feel good? Do you want to feel bad? And I was reading this, I read the law of attraction. It's like a Abraham Hicks kind of, um, book and I was really starting to learn about wow this is me I'm I'm getting this because I'm asking for it this is what I'm focusing on and what I'm focusing on is expanding even the good the good and the bad so I was in a meditation space when I even came up with doing it besides my friend you know that day had been like you're making yourself unfuckwithable. And I was meditating and I was like, I'm going to make a book called Unfuckwithable. And it was like between that kind of like spirit, you know, what can I do to help change the world? And what can I do to give back? And what am I going through? Because everybody goes through that shit, you know? We're all going through these insecurities and these struggles that we have. And I wanted to keep it at a real level because I also have, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play in a rock band and have people look up to me. And I love them. So I just wanted to do something different with that platform besides just music, you know? Right. And I think that that's vitally important as well, being a musician myself and understanding that, you know, we have a platform to kind of express ourselves naturally through the form of music. I'm a bassist and a vocalist. So I, I go through the phases of like feeling, you know, the stress of having to play an instrument and sing, especially a non, you know, a rhythm instrument and sing a melody. I've done that before. I have done that. I used to play bass and sing and picture. Yes. Well, but we changed the band to chasing the sun. And, but I did a whole leg of the tour because our singer had quit and I had to play bass oh. and sing. That yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's it. really hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard. I have to keep those lines simple. One of the reasons why I love playing with cold so much is I don't have to sing. I can just focus on, on the instrument itself. Right. So I actually saw you guys when you came to Denver at Herman's Hideaway. Um, and I was uh -huh. like three feet from coming to talk to you, but your line was like 25 people long. I was like, I, I can't wait this long. Like I have to go home. I have to be at work in like three hours. <laughs> so it was like one of those just, tough situations so I'm really glad that we actually get to communicate now um when I found out like we, we met on Instagram and Cold has been one of my all-time favorite bands they were in literally the first concert I ever got to go to it was them 
it was them stained in puddle of mud at the Fillmore in Denver. Uh, it was right after right after Thirteen Ways to Bleed on Stage came out, and I attached to that record and Year of the Spider and Cold and a different kind of pain. <laughs> you know, all it, of them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I they, I lived in Tampa, and they would come to Tampa all the time and play. I had a tattoo. Like I remember, they were playing at the the Tabernacle. There was Masquerade. Okay. There's a masquerade in Georgia, and there's a ma- ma- there was a masquerade in Tampa at the time. And um, Jeremy Marshall, whom I replaced, kind of grabbed me and tapped tap my shoulder, and he pointed to my tattoo of the spider, and he was like, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> 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 you know? yeah, it's yeah. just. It's crazy. So I saw them uh, also when Scooter was doing Killer in the Star. So um, it happens all the time. I know. All this is connected. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so so when I saw them with Killer in the Star, it was a lot more intimate. It was a smaller crowd. And a couple of my best friends and I got to like really experience a show and get to kind of feel what it was like to be in that intimate setting. Is it like just amazing to be around the group of people that you are in this project? And is it like everything you kind of hoped it would be maybe more in the sense of like, it's just, you know, it's your idol essentially that you get to play with every day? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm overwhelmed, but like I've lived with Scooter. I lived with him for two years. Mm-hmm. We, best, like, we became best friends. His, I care very much about his family, and I, he's like my brother now. I can't even imagine him not being in my life, and he's been there through so much, like, so much. And Nick and Johnny, I, I, it's crazy, and it's, it's better than I expected. Now, I've been in bands my entire life, but this, the chemistry between all of us, just as friends, humans, and musicians, is really good. And we've had a lot of people say it's the best lineup to date. So I feel like it is, but I don't know. And I, and I loved all of the lineups. I loved all of the music from everybody, but I feel like it's special and I'm very honored and sometimes like get all teary-eyed because (laughs) I'm super blessed to be able to to do it so it's like you can't ever take it you just can't take that for granted you know exactly and I think that's something we can all take away from this and from the book is like sometimes you just got to shoot your shot you got to take an opportunity to really (laughs) yeah to, t- to take a shot and just try. The worst thing that can happen is you get rejected and you learn from how the process worked the first time and you grow from that. I think that's the most important thing I, I took away from the book is it's stopping yourself from growing no matter what you do. Like every opportunity that you had that presented itself, you found a way to turn it into a positive or a growing step uh, and a connection led to a position, led to something different. And I think that that's something that anybody who's trying to get anywhere in any industry, whether it be podcasting, whether it be music, whether it be social media marketing, uh, marketing in general, just taking the time to talk to somebody sometimes develops a relationship that will get you into any project or open a lot of doors for you. Yeah, the circle and the people that you have around you is very important. And it's very important 
to reach out and connect with anybody that you possibly can. Also, just be cool. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't be a douche. Just like, but also create something like one of the things, and I don't know if I put this in the book, but I always say it to my friends. I have like two, two major rules in life and they come from Field of Dreams and LL Cool J. Okay, so the, so the first one from Field, of, from Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. Okay, so you gotta build, build it, whatever it is you wanna build. And then the second, LL Cool J, doing it and doing it and doing it well. So right. you just gotta build it, you gotta figure it out, just craft it and hone it in, hone the skills in, and like no matter what, what it is you wanna do. Right, and you have to put the effort in. The doing it and doing it, doing it well is exactly right. Because if you're not putting the effort in and you're not trying, you're not doing what you need to do to help develop the overall project. But most of the time, like that's the lie bullshit that we say, to, that a lot of people say to themselves is, oh, I can't do that. Well, then, yeah, you're fucking right. You can't. Right. Or you can say, okay, well, yeah, you just put, putting the effort in. It's like, I can't write a book. Oh, my God, it's so intimidating. Yeah, well, we got it managed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's damn good, too. Well, I was scared, but I learned the songs, got it handled. This is, you know, all these things that you, when life presents, when life gives you an opportunity and it's like, oh, here you go, then manage it, manage your life. That's what I'm always, all my friends are like, shut up, Lindsay, I'm trying to manage my life. You <laughs> 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 used to say that to me, you'd be like, manage your life. I'm like, yeah. ah. okay, let's all manage our lives. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it, what's funny about that too is like, so I have a similar story to yours. It's not nearly on the scale of joining Cold, but um, I, so I shot a music video with a band that I was in wearing a t-shirt of a band that I was a huge fan of from Denver. And I got a phone call and an IM on Facebook from their manager like a month after the video came out. Oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, Hey, our bassist is leaving and we like your style. We like your sound. How would you like to like come and play with us? And I was super intimidated. Like they toured with in this moment, they had been out on the road. They'd actually like done things. And I was like, I went to Chicago once and played Dame Nation. Like that's what I did. And, uh, (laughs) but, uh, so I actually said no initially but they were like, we'll come out to Texas with us, play this show, and then make your decision because I don't think you think you can do this. So they took me out to Texas. We ended up hanging out with uh, Drowning Pool for a night just to get to know the guys and played a show in Texas. And I signed my contract the next day, ended up going out on tour with Drowning Pool in my band for six weeks, lived the tour bus life. And then we ended up going out, recorded it, recorded an EP, got that on Billboard, which was also a goal of mine. Woo! Uh, and then um, played with Seven Dust in Canada for six shows and across the U.S. there too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, like, I got to experience the things that I wanted out of it because of wearing or having an image of that band and them under, like knowing that that's what we do. It's right, just, well, and then say, saying yes. Don't mm-hmm. ever say no. Don't ever say no. Exactly. You know, I, remember, I remember being on the phone with him and he was like, do you want to do it? And I said, yes, immediately. And then he was like, well, do you have a boyfriend or a husband or anybody that you need to talk to? And I was like, nope. Done, done and nope. done and done. And the first person I called was Bella, my daughter's father, because he was with me in Tampa when I had gotten the tattoo and he knew what a huge music fan I was. And also he, he t- takes care of our daughter um, while I'm on the road, like doing my dream, living my dream, because I've known him for more of my life than I've not known him. <laughs> right. Year, like 20 years. And he was... Like the first thing I was like, you're not gonna believe Scooter. I just got phone with Scooter Ward from Cold, and he asked me to do it, to do this, and he said, you said yes, right? He <laughs> 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 said it's so funny. He, he was like, cause we got this. We got we'll we'll figure out Bella stuff. We'll get this taken care of. But I mean, he just like having that support system and somebody saying, well, you sh- sure in the fuck better not have said no <laughs> you said yes right but yeah I did he's like ah so great yeah and that's the thing is having the support structure around you is big as well like honestly this podcast has taken me four years to get off the ground it took the sweetest woman in the world who's in our her room right now getting ready for a trip we're about to take like as soon as I'm done with you we're getting in a car Ooh, and driving the mountains we're going to uh, Beaver Creek in Colorado. Um, her parents have a condo up there. So we're, we're going to go hang out with some friends out there and just have a nice couple quiet days to ourselves and enjoy some time wow. together. But she was like, I was like, are you sure this is okay? Like, can I, can I do this podcast thing? She's like, yes, do it. Does it make you happy? Is it something you're genuinely interested in? Give it a shot and see what happens. And I was like, yes. Like, thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate yeah, that. You know, permission. Like, it's good to have encouragement. But, and that's one thing. It's like a lot of people are intimidated by the success of other people. So whether, if somebody says no, and it's still something that you feel like doing, then you need to reevaluate a relationship. Right. You know and I, I mean? think that was the, the big part for me was making sure that like, because this is her space, I didn't want to invade on it. I would have gone back to my place and done it there oh gotcha yeah i still have an apartment elsewhere but with the pandemic happening here and it was just easier for us to be together so it made sense because because it's one of those things that i'm happy about i'm happy i found a a really healthy relationship which is nice which is also rare yes 
Uh, yeah, the, it is. That's one of those things that's just like, <laughs> we, sorry. It's one of those things that we just, we don't really see very often, it seems like right yeah. now. And the, the other side of that too is like in your book, you talk about a lot of different types of relationships. Um, people you can't travel with. I know a lot of those. Those are the ones that are the worst because if they can't travel, oh, oh, it's stressful. I mean, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. If I'm like within the... I haven't been in a relationship in so long. It's been years. Um, so, but yeah, if I start seeing somebody anytime when we can travel again, like that's the first kind of thing, like a extended, extended kind of like time away just to see how that person can manage the ups and downs of, you know, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so laid back all the time and always... Like, even if I've missed flights or whatever, you know, missed the connections from things happening completely out of my control. And I'm like, well, I wasn't supposed to be on that plane. Maybe I'm going to meet, like, somebody super cool on this next plane. It's always in how you, like, just take things. Like, calm the fuck down. Take a deep breath. And you're not on that thing or you're not where you were there because you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be right here. Right. And when and you can take, like, that level, it's just like, ah, you can enjoy it. Oh, and that's the best feeling is like knowing that it's just going to happen. Like we leave when this is over. That's how it was written in the book. Like I, I told her, it's like, as soon as we're done, I will gladly pack everything up and we can go. But until then, this is what I'm doing. And like, it's, it's nice to have that comfort level. And it's the same thing for me, like with my projects, with the bands that I'm in, the band that I'm in, I'm in one now, I'm not in multiple which is nice. Um, but it, it, it's yeah. the same thing with that. Like we just recorded two brand new songs. We haven't gotten the information, like any of the mixes back because our engineer is backlogged because he couldn't work for three months, you know? It, so he's got a bunch of stuff he's working on right now. And, and we understand that and respect it. It's great to know that he's working on it. He keeps us in the loop. It's all I need. It's totally great. And, and I think that's a big important part of life in general. It's just, if something's not working, don't get mad at it. It's not working because you're not supposed to be doing that right now. It's a totally perfect way to 100%. look at it. 100%. Uh, so another project of yours that I read up a little bit at, about is Girls Rock Indianapolis, which I think is the coolest thing ever. And we actually have one in Denver. It was established in 2012, yeah. I believe. So yeah. um, tell me um, a little bit more about that. Well, my guitarist, Ashley, mm -hmm. um, from Neon Love Life, actually lives in Denver. And she was at that show that you were at. And oh. I hadn't seen her in years. And yeah, she was my guitarist for Neon Love Life. But she works at Planned Parenthood. That's right. Um, we she, may have mutual yeah. friends then. Yeah, you, yeah, maybe. And I also have another friend that came to that show from Indianapolis. So it was just like a big old reunion. Um, I love Colorado. I should truck my little butt over there during this whole thing. I'm just trying to get like travel as much as possible because I don't have anything going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't have a school. There's no tours happening. I don't have to be anywhere. So I'm just like, I'll take some books, whatever I have to do. Um, but uh, what was I getting ready to say? Oh yeah, Girls Rock. So I, I don't have anything to do with Girls Rock now. Mm -hmm. uh, I was involved for inception to in the birth to um for like three years until I started playing music a lot more and going on the road 
I just didn't have the time for it. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a little rock and roll camp for girls ages eight to 16. They learn instruments, they put together a band, they have loud rehearsal and quiet rehearsal and they write a song and all within a week and they have zine courses and learn how to they make their own t-shirts they have make their own logos it's a it's a brilliant brilliant program and it's really helped shape the lives of a lot of people in indianapolis and it's going on its 10th year wow that's God, that's amazing oh, <laughs> i know i mean i feel like i'm just getting old i turned 42 yesterday and i'm like what the fuck is going on in my life 20 years ago i got a cold tattoo (laughs) (laughs) i've co-founded a non-profit like where's the time going and i still feel like i'm 24. yeah and that's the uh, that's the crazy thing like i i mean i've grayed my beard now i'm i'm 33 so i'm not i'm not pushing any age limits here my sister's actually 43 so like you and my sister are in the same vein which is nice makes it easy for me happy belated birthday by the way um you're welcome um but it's also just really cool to hear that there are these opportunities in it in what kind of feels like a male-dominated genre where you're giving girls an opportunity to express themselves and give them Mm self-confidence and teach them a skill like music which i think is something we all need in our lives. I think music is legitimately one of the most important things. As you mentioned in the book, and as I've mentioned several times on different radio shows that I've worked on, music saved my life countless times. Yeah. And it's- It saves, it still does. Yeah. (laughs) It still saves my life. Yeah. And it, um, there's a song actually that we wrote on our last, uh, we did an acoustic EP before we started releasing rock singles. Um, and there's a song on that called Least Resistance, which I wrote about my brother who passed away uh, 10 years ago. And um, we have, my best friend is my guitar player and he and I have spent Mm -hmm. almost 10 years writing this song. And finally we got the perfect version and recorded it and we will probably never play it live because of like just the, the pain that comes out of it from like I was crying in the recording booth singing it. And it's one of those ones that's just like, it's still really heavy. Maybe in a few more years, I can probably get there. But have you ever reached that point in a song? Like, is there a song that kind of just gets you to that place? Or um, is there something that you've had that's just kind of not quite ready for public consumption on a live level, I guess? Um, well, no, not necessarily, but like one of the reasons why we don't play Cure My Tragedy as much is it's really hard for Scooter to get through that because it's about Jenna's sister and she had cancer. So that's a really hard one for him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we might do on this next tour. We're, we're going to try. But uh, is that annoying? Can you hear? It's Somebody's totally fine. We're going. Yeah, it's, it's quiet on my end. So we're good. In shit right now. Like, <laughs> like what the? <laughs> I don't even know who it is. If it's a neighbor, surely it wouldn't be Gino because he knows I'm up here doing. <laughs> Maybe he's just like, I'm gonna see if I can fuck with this and Maybe see he's what just happens. Like, Let me fuck with him right now. <laughs> I don't think he would do that, but that who knows? Funny. Maybe he's just used to it. Anyway, um, I can move indoors if it's 
Oh, you're mind. totally fine. I think the aesthetic is beautiful as it is. I like the backdrop and oh, and the vibe. I got quarantined in the most beautiful fucking place because I was homeless yeah. um, when all this went down. You know, it was one of those situations where I had already like made arrangements to stay with one of my best friends. Then I was going to be going on tour. And so his girlfriend had started moving her things in with her son. And so then all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck? And then I have this candle company with, you know, Trisha, mm-hmm. my best friend, and you know, her fiance's Gina Leonardo from Filter and we've been working on all these projects and so I called her and I was like let me just quarantine with you please and what we thought it was going to be two months and now it's like I've been living over here for five months almost yeah so but I'm super blessed because you know we have a candle studio we've got um recording studio and all these fun animals I forget what I was getting ready to say. You but, asked a question. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh, yeah, the... you were asking about songs. Okay. Yeah. Song. Um, I don't have anything. There's things. There are things I get choked up in when I'm doing them. But yeah, there's a song recently that Gino and I wrote that it took me a minute because I was pretty choked up and emotional over some shit that I'd gone through. But I don't have to worry about that so much anymore. That's good. That, and that's the, I think that's the healing power of music. It is. Because, you know, like I said, Scooter does have to worry about that. And mm-hmm. I mean, even on tour, there were nights that he would be singing Run and it would choke him up. And we see, we have some incredible fans and like before the meet and greets and we, you know, learn about their loss or the things that saved their lives. And yeah, you get choked up. And that's one of the things I I think I miss the most about touring and and playing live right now is getting those connections with those people. Like I I may be just a, you know, a local musician in Denver, but I've been a local musician in Denver for 20 years. So it's been fun to like learn about people who have connected to the songs we've written over the, the, 20 years that I've I've been I mean I've been in 14 bands so <laughs> it, but it, it doesn't change the yeah it, it but it doesn't change the fact that like I I know that people are impacted by the words that we present and the things that we sing and and the things that we have to say and the music that we write and sometimes it could be a riff that they attach to that's like oh man that lick in that song is just it moves my soul and it's one of those beautiful things about music in general is just that we find ways to make it you know our own but yet enough to share with everybody and that's one of the things I truly love especially about being a bassist is like people who truly understand music understand how important a bass is a lot of people call it the four string idiot stick because we no no no, no. (laughs) not at all I don't even think people would should say that I agree (laughs) one of the most important aspects of the whole situation yeah and i I, it it gets this bad rap for some reason and i want to know where that history comes from because i've uh, i've been a bassist literally since the beginning that's crazy yeah so i've always been more attracted to bass 
bassist and I mean, I married a bassist. <laughs> well, and also divorced a bassist. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. (laughs) (laughs) Also left a drummer, so I don't even know. I'm just going to have to get somebody like not in the music industry at all. I also dated a bassist, so you're you're good. I, I understand. And she left me, so I don't know. Maybe she left a bassist. That's that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, we're, we're very important. Yes, we we, we hold the low end down. We make uh who was it? Uh one of my engineers uh said that we're the guys that we're the, the people that make the booty shake. So that's <laughs> that's the role of the yeah. bassist, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Love it. it is my favorite instrument. Like I really don't ever. I write now. Um, when I'm writing, I rarely play guitar anymore. I've got such beautiful guitars, but like my um, acoustic guitars down in Juno Studio, I was like, you just stay down here, and I've got my basses up here in my room. So I write in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stay up until three o'clock in the morning, and I'll just write because that's when I get all creative and like rah, crazy. Yeah, I actually <laughs> built a, a quiet studio here so that I can record mm-hmm. and track lines here. So mm-hmm. I, I have all the equipment I need, which is great. And I've been writing some lines to just send it out. And I send it out to the band and they're like, this one's not very good. Ooh, we could use this one. And, you know, we've been yeah. we've been trying to stay creative through all of this. Has that been hard for you? I know uh, talking to a couple other people, it's been kind of tough for them because they feel like there's no like end goal in mind. So is this been difficult for you to stay creative in this time frame of like the, the pandemic and, and things that are going on right now? Not for me, actually. Um, I've been writing a lot. Um, and then I've also been doing candles. So that's a creative thing for me. And that's an outlet. And it's I'm one of those people who likes to like see results and get shit done. So for a, a candle for me, it's like, here's an order, it's something I create, I make it beautiful, I ship it out, I send it and I'm happy and our customers are happy. So that's a good creative outlet for me. Music, I'm always in my head writing songs. I hear them from start to finish. Like I <clears throat> drove home from my friend's house the night that I got back from Indiana had the whole a whole song almost completely written in my head i had to turn off my stereo it was all going all going and i was just trying to remember the opening lyrics because i just needed to get it out and i like ran into my room and i started like writing and then i grabbed my bass and boom and i'm 
almost all the way done except for a bridge. Oh. So I, I just can't. But that's, I always hear music in my head. I hear all of the parts. I hear everything. But I go, I go months without writing, and then I'm like, boom. <laughs> then I make <laughs> writing all. But I have to, but I fill it with other creative things. So whether it's writing mm-hmm. or you know, maybe blog, write, you, writing on my blog more, especially since the book is finally out. It's just such a trip that it's finally out. I'm like, I've, I've got so many things I still have to do. and I've got to do readings and I need to do like question and answers and all this stuff. Summer was busy though. I just needed to get to Indiana to hang out with my kids. So now that I'm back, I can like uh, take a deep breath and start to put things on the calendar. I guess there's not really an end goal because I'm still going to, I mean, when you're a creator, you create. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I don't really think that there's an end goal at this point in time. Put something out. Now is the easiest time to get it on the internet and just connect with people. Like this is what I'm doing. I know that the University Drive boys are doing it. Scooter's writing already and he's writing for some film and also working on some stuff for the new record. But we just don't, we want to tour for a while. Even though it's this year we're taking off, we're still going to tour on the things we can't stop. Which I think is a great like for the the length of time between records the things we can't stop is such a powerful record like when we my best friend and i picked it up on the same day we listened to it from start to finish and then did like a full breakdown of the whole record and it's just one of those things that like it gets to the point where you've loved a band for so long you've really appreciated it you they you kind of go off the map for a little while you find out there's been some lineup changes, things you're like, oh man, this new record, what's it going to sound like? And then the singles come out and then the record comes out and you're just like, this is exactly what it needed to be. And it, I am a huge fan of that record overall. The, the run is amazing. Um, With You is great. Like I love the whole record from start to finish. Was that just kind of like one of those amazing feelings, getting that out and like being like, okay, this first one is completed. Let's get ready to start the next one. Is that kind of how it felt? No, I mean, I, I'm trying to kind of take in all of it. Just like being in the studio, um, we had rented a house. Um, we did the, the record in Phoenix with Jeremy Parker and we wrote it in the studio. So we were there for six, eight weeks. I and mean, we, okay. we were there all, just writing in the studio. Scooter had some skeletons of ideas, but for the most part, we just, go in and be like okay what are we gonna do today <laughs> how, how it start? and that's how we did it so i it was really fun being a part of the writing process with it um also working with nick coyle he's a genius also he's an amazing guitarist and the scooter's the best songwriter ever and yeah i think that i want to tour more with it everybody's just excited to get it out but so, everybody's working i know that scooter's working on some killer and the star stuff i know nick's got new lifer coming out i've got my stuff that i work on with gino and just my solo stuff so i want to do a new cold record but it's not the time it's you're not going to get another cold record for um probably another two years i that because we fine by me completely. i mean we don't want just because this covid thing happened that's this album is not going to go by the wayside we're going to 
pimp the shit out of it because it deserves to be because it's brilliant. And I'm not saying that because I, I got to play on it. It's a brilliant fucking record. Every single song. So. Well, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, no one should ever be like, oh, I'm only pimping this because I'm on it. Like I, I'm all about that. The, the, the thing about it is, is like, you are a, a group of musicians who are all really, really good at what you do. Nick is a phenomenal guitarist. You're a phenomenal bassist. Sam's a killer drummer. Scooter has been writing lyrics that have made me cry since I was 13. Like, <laughs> uh, but that, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's about the presentation and, and the way that you guys bring it together and make it a unit. Like, I've been a part of so many different projects and so many different forms of the same genre or, uh, you know, groups of people. And it, it takes this beautiful compromise and this work together to make a really nice project. And the project I'm in right now is, is called Gunpowder Empire. Is probably the best band I've ever been in because we are four guys that trust each other to be fucking honest about anything yeah. that comes to the table you know and i think that's one of the important things that a lot of people don't understand about bands and, and you can attest to this i'm sure is if something doesn't work you have to be honest with the people in the band with you being like this isn't working why are we trying to force this how can we make this better without you know essentially scrapping the whole thing and starting over you know like right i mean usually there's a brilliant part in a song so even if that this part doesn't go with this part doesn't mean you scratch it all together. Just maybe put it in different songs or, you know. Yeah. And you, and you build something with the skeleton that you created in the previous one. We have two, like I said, we have two songs coming out that we literally rewrote the lyrics for two days before studio to make them work better because, mm -hmm. you know, you just sometimes, as you mentioned, like the 3 AM, you're like, Oh, I'm inspired to write this. And we, got together and in six hours, rewrote an entire song that was 10 times better than the skeleton we mm -hmm. had in place. And that, hey, that's what's the things we can't stop so long to come out because Scooter changed the lyrics to probably all the songs. <laughs> like what he was scratching in the studio, like seriously, it, it, it changed, so much changed. But the songs are better because of that, because of that time. So that's great Yeah, and it, you guys. And I think that that's one of those things a lot of bands don't understand is like, at least in the, on the local level, is it, it's like, well, we wrote it this way, so we're, we're going to record it this way, as opposed to being like, well, we, we wrote it this way, but the engineer has an idea that might work. Have you ever had that with like a producer or an engineer who's just been like, let's try this idea? Oh, yes. That's why, that's why you fucking have them. Because <laughs> people can't. Yeah, change, change, like lots of songs need to change. Like, you know, even my stuff that I write, Gina will be like, okay, Lindsay, we need to do a, a part here because it's not developed completely. So yeah, we listen. Also, sometimes I have to be like, you know, that's, this is exactly how I want it to be. <laughs> so there has, there's has to be like a good balance. Like uh, everything has to be changed all the time. But um, yeah, you've got to listen to what people are saying. I hear music exactly how it should be. I want to produce bands because I'd be like, man, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start doing it. That's my next thing. I'm going to start producing some bands. 
I would love to hear that because if that is if you put as much passion into that as you do to anything else that you've done in the short time frame that I've known you then it's going to be magic so I'm excited to to hear that that's going to be fun I uh I'm not gonna lie I was blown away to find out exactly how old you are so I was like there's no way you I thought you were my age I thought you were 10 years younger I was like there's no way I Let's just say that. I'm yeah, going to be right. 33. 33 forever. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> forever. Um, I work out all the time. I drink a lot of water, but I also party a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I smoke cigarettes sometimes. I was, it's just not all the time. Like, I don't, everything in life is a balance. Mm-hmm. And it's about moderate, exactly. Balance, moderation, understanding your limits, knowing what's too far and what's, well, it's definitely like, about crossing the limits and then not crossing them again for a while. <laughs> yeah, and, and realizing, oops, uh, yeah. Oh, that's why I do this all the time. Um, <laughs> I like to feel good, though. I like to, like, I like to be active, so for me to be hungover, it's not fun. So I'm, I definitely am, in my 40s, I'm not partying as much as I used to because I want to feel good. Right. And like I talk about that book. It's like, do you want to feel bad? Do you want to feel good? Everything's a choice. And you know, even if I do feel bad one day, then I sleep, start over. Recover. That's the beauty of you know mm-hmm. recovery. Yeah, I have a perfect body that heals itself. It's gonna be okay. We're all gonna be okay. Yes. You also mentioned in the book, Jamie and your daughter, and the the ability mm-hmm. that you guys have with co-parenting and, and really balancing out your time together. I think that's something that a lot of people can learn from. I think that's something that I think a lot of families could learn from because if you're not functioning to yeah, if you're not functioning together, how are you making an environment good for your child or children if you guys are not working together as a unit? And I think that that's something that not a lot of people like the concept of staying together for the kids is a kind of a dangerous mindset. Yeah, fuck it. It's not right. It's the worst decision in a lot of ways for, for some people. Has it been, you mentioned in the book that you kind of get some, you got some backlash about it early on because it wasn't the nuclear family or wasn't the general mm-hmm. consensus of society. Has that opinion changed in a lot of ways, especially with kind of the concept of co-parenting being a little bit more common in the modern time frame? You know, I don't even, I don't know, because I'm so used to, like, he has main, the main responsibility with her, and I live on a whole different side of the country. I don't know, how, I think that people might judge that. I don't, all my friends are understanding of it, and yeah, I, if people are if saying things, I definitely don't know about it. And if they are saying things, I certainly the fuck don't care about it. <laughs> I don't know. We're making things work. We're doing our best with Bella and with ourselves. And like I said, I'm very fortunate um, that I have some, uh, her father supports everything that I do. And I support everything that he does. And we're just decided we're not good together. And that's okay. Oh, it's totally fine. But we're great friends and we're really great parents. And Bella's happy. I mean, she's got you know, like a rock star mom and her dad's kind of a rock star because he's a great tattoo artist and helps kids and works with 
um, people who need help and recovery and all. He's just an all around super cool guy. So. Yeah. And she, and it sounds like, I mean, she's stoked about, and she's an artist as well, right? She's got the skills of, of like the, the talent of the drawing world. I haven't, I've only seen like what you've posted and what you've said about it, but it sounds like she's got that, that itch for art as well. Yeah. Well, one of my, um, one of my good, good friends works for Live Nation and we went to lunch with him because Bella loves him. And so she brought her iPad and she was showing him this like 20, 30 second animation that she had just done. She's super excited about it. And it's not even done yet. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, you're going to intern with me. I got you. He's like, you're working for Live Nation. He's like, I don't even know why you're trying to go to animation school because you learned this on your own. And Bella's like, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, you're fine. You're and he's like, Lindsay, she's fine. I got her. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Again, it's another that's situation. Jesus, that's so talented. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Like that opportunity presented itself because she was willing to take the risk to show somebody that, and and be like, look, this is what I'm working on. It's not even done yet, but here's where I'm at. And I think that comes mm -hmm. from. I'm I'm guessing that comes from both of you guys because you know a tattoo artist can't have everything finished all the time but he's like this is the idea i'm developing you're out there being like here's the music i'm presenting here are the candles that i'm working on which i'm excited to get mine i can't wait we have like five candles on this table over here and i'm gonna move them and put the one in Dude, in the middle i'm telling you once you get candles from us you're not gonna go back like seriously okay gonna order you're not gonna get any other candles because they're so good and we can make them we do them in three pound batches man that see that's cool too it's like that's awesome yes i saw that and that's what i want i'm gonna sneak the pick out and put it in my little collection of picks that i have <laughs> oh yeah yeah when people get cold candles i throw i put a pick in there yeah thanks to jim jim dunlop yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm a, I think I'm Steve, I think I'm still a, a Clayton sponsored pick member. So I have a few of those floating around from my old project. They actually are just changing their name. They're announcing their, their name change here in a couple weeks. Um, do you think naming a band is like the hardest thing in the world to do? Is that, is that one of those things that's hard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Gina are trying to name our little side project that we do. And I wrote something, wait, so I wrote something down okay. in my notes. And I wonder if it's still in here. Because I was like, ooh, that's a good band name. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'll have no. to look. Okay. I'll let, you know. I'll let you know for sure. Because I was like, that's it. Yeah. Quotes. Cause, no, that's not it. Yeah, because I, I can tell you right now in the... I, I'm so glad I, I joined bands that were already named for a few of those projects because naming a band is the worst. Uh, yeah, the worst, I think the worst band name I ever had was the first band I was ever in. We were Caucasian Rhythm Disorder. And we had shirts that were made, uh, they were just white shirts, like Hanes. And it was, just wrote C-R-D on them. 
and gave them away to like the first three people. We were this was the first band I was in in high school. But that's great. The first band I was ever in was called um, No Strings Attached, and we had it was like NSA. Oh, okay. <laughs> our initial. I still have our like a promo shot from. I was, I wasn't. I was twenty. I had to have been twenty years old. Nineteen twenty. <laughs> Um, I might have my yearbook somewhere around here that has it in there because we played the Homecoming Festival. And nice. we, got our, we got our drummer a date to Homecoming by playing Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. And he stood up and he was like, Caitlin, will you go to Homecoming with me? And she said, yes. And he goes, yeah, one, two, three, four. And then we're right back into the song. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, yeah, band names are, that's hard. I'm, I don't even know. Sometimes I'll come up with something brilliant and then I'm like looking it up and it's already taken. <laughs> the way it works. Like, oh, that's a great name. Oh, obviously somebody else got that as yeah. well. A lot of the podcasts <laughs> I listen to when they get things that happen in their shows, like uh, I listen to a lot of um, comedy news-based podcasts and they're like, mm. oh, Space is Fake. That would be a great name for like a jam band. Space is Fake. Where's <laughs> 25 minute guitar solos and John Mayer randomly shows up on stage for half the set like <laughs> I always wanted to name a band Lunar Llamas and this is why and it's funny because I live on a farm with an alpaca and a llama but in Kokomo Indiana which is where I grew up it's it's just 30 miles north of Indianapolis and there was a llama farm there and they would <laughs> every time I would drive by all of the llamas would just all be standing there looking up in the same space and it's like they were like they were all like look at the moon I didn't know what they were but they would all be looking in the same direction up so I was like lunar llamas would be a great name for a band but yeah I didn't know anything with it I don't oh. even know what kind of music Oh, psychedelic rock. Psychedelic rock. <laughs> Everything's in tie-dye. I was like, Lunar Llamas. And he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, the reason we're named Gunpowder Empire literally is because my guitar player is like, I've been wanting to name a band that for 15 years and you can't stop me. And I was like, fine by me. If it means we don't have to decide anything, Gunpowder Empire it is. And Empire is a cool name. My old bassist for Neon Love Life, she was in a band called Small Arms Fire. Oh, nice. I thought that was a dope, super dope name. That is a cool name. I like the, I like Kaleidostars and Neon Love Life. Those are both interesting concepts. Like, I can see both of them when you say them, and I think that that's big about a band name. Like, I identify uh, cold with this, the spider immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaleida Stars, I actually came up with that. So that was my, on my way to, I think that I, it was on my way to South by Southwest one year. Oh. It was right after Neon Love Life had broken up. And I, like I said, I can't stay, I can't sit still at all. Um, I have to be involved in music. And it was kind of a crazy thing because Neon Love Life had just gotten hired to open up for Bush at this huge thing and it was like the local radio station put us on and Neon Love Life broke up and I'm like, what the fuck? We've got this show coming up and you guys don't want to do it. And they're like, wow. And so the radio station programmer called me and he was like, Lindsay, if you can put something together, 
and pull it off in a month, done and done. So we put Kaleidostars together. Oh man, see and that's awesome. Like, but, so, but my boyfriend at the time, he was a producer and him and his twin brother are crazy amazing musicians and he's a crazy amazing bassist and his brother, yeah, Mark and Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I call them the brothers Johnson. And they have this great studio called the Pop Machine in Indianapolis. So they fucking were like, let's do it. All right, let's put something together. So I already had like people in my circle that, you know, knew about Neon Love Life and that whole thing. And we wrote seven songs and got to play the show. And that's See, now- when Collider Stars was that's legit like if you can do that and pull it off that's see now that's dedication that's hard work focus connections that's everything that you talk about and the the universe saying you want to try it go for it let's see what happens Mm -hmm. um my best friend's band the at the time uh was called devoutcast and they actually had a full band explosion like a day before not a day like a week before their last show, like what ended up being their last show. Bassist walked out, vocalist went MIA, other guitar player pieced out, like everything fell apart for them. He called three bands, including me, and was like, hey, would you want to just come up on stage and play this one show with us? We'll have like three rehearsals. Mm -hmm. It's in a dive bar in Denver. Do you want to do it as like a last hurrah to this project? And we're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So it was essentially like a medley of all the Denver bands that came together and made this thing happen. And it was a fun, like a fun send off for a final project and ended up getting Sean, my guitar player and I into the next band we were in together. Um, that led to me being in the band I got to tour with. So like the stage is kind of built Everything on each happens other. For a reason. Yeah. It's a perfect organization. It's like the universe has this little chess game and he's like, Whoop. you know i just allow it just move with it it's fun it's amazing and it's beautiful and i think that that's one of the things we as humans need to be more comfortable with is kind of just letting things happen i don't think a lot of people just let stuff happen or reach out in a time where they feel like they need to take the opportunity if if sean hadn't called me or called these other people and been like hey this happened, do we want to try this? And us saying yes, would have never happened. Mm-hmm. Things would have never fallen in the way they were. But we took that risk, we did that thing, and it, it created this beautiful story that we still tell to this day. And, you know, two of those guys in that band, my best friend and his brother, are the two, the drummer and guitarist of the current project that I'm in now. So yeah. and it's great. Well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people will take that away from unfuckable and hopefully they become inspired badasses and just want the book to sell well and change people's lives and all the things definitely well we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here in the last little few yeah. minutes um tell us where we can get your candles your book and where social media platforms we can follow you on so that everybody can get a vibe of what Lindsay manfredi is all about Okay, well, um, lindsaymanfreedy.com is my website, and that will take you, if you click on the book, it'll take you to eqxshop.com, which is Equinox Farms, that's our candle company, but I'm selling my book on her site. So eqxshop.com or lindsaymanfreedy.com. And then uh, I'm on everything, like 
my Instagram stuff is all Lindsay Manfredi and Facebook and all that. Um, and then cold, uh, cold music is on Instagram, cold on Twitter, coldarmy.com for the things we can't stop. And we're on Spotify and Apple and all the, all the things, the YouTubes. <laughs> awesome. And all of those links will be down below when this is up and posted. So including yeah. all of all of your stuff and all of the band stuff. Um, I am yeah. definitely a member of the Cold Army and have been forever and will Cold be Army until forever. the end of time. Yeah. yeah same thing. <laughs> so, um, I would talk to you for another hour if I could. I know. And you got to go. You got to get your girl. Get it on the road. Yeah, we got to go. I got to get to my birthday dinner for me so and i've got to drive down to rancho bernardo the guy awesome. i was just doing the podcast right before i got off on with you and he's like i'm in rancho bernardo i was like ah! all right let's <laughs> go awesome Going down in an hour. so okay like well hey have a good one and have a you fun too. trip take pictures man one of the best things about colorado is you i love I laid out in the middle of Indian Lake one time. It's outside of Durango. Mm -hmm. And I was just laying on a boat and just the whole entire Milky Way was just right underneath me. And it was the most beautiful. I love Colorado. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Hit me up when you're here. I'll come find you. For sure. Awesome. Okay, Michael, we'll have everyone. Take care. You too. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Each and every episode is brought to you by Ether's Oath Clothing. Ether's Oath is a great rock and metal design company from Joey Reddick's of Gunpowder Empire and his wonderful girlfriend Z. You can find all of their clothes and masks during this terrible time at ethersoath.com. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-S Oath.com. All music on the podcast is provided by the band Mosaic. You can find them on Spotify or on Instagram at mosaic underscore band underscore official. All artwork is provided by Patrick Creasy from the band Red Queen. You can check out his band on Spotify as well as the band's website, redqueenband.com. Also, take the time to check out my band, Gunpowder Empire. We have a band camp at gunpowderempire.bandcamp.com. You can find all of our singles and our acoustic EP on Apple Music and Spotify. Thanks for listening. It almost feels like someone else is living my life. Cause it almost